Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. My guest today is Shane Bro. Shane is a good friend of mine, and he's the owner of the Shoe Shine Shack. The Shoe Shine Shack is a shoe cleaning company. In this episode, we discuss shoes and so much more business, and I felt it flowed very well, so I hope you all enjoy the show. Thank you. Shane, bro, how's it going? Good, man. Good. How you doing? Peter? I'm doing well. It's, it's it's been a crazy year, nonetheless. Some good, also some bad. And I think last time you and I ran into each other, I was on your birthday couple weeks ago. I was so uh, so surprised to see you show up at the shop. I haven't seen you, I think, before then, probably like a couple of years. Maybe. A year. Yeah, at least a year. Oh, it's crazy how time flies. One minute you think you, you're going to make class with, some, with someone, and then it's a year later, two years later, and it's like, wow, it's like, I was just going to go see him. It's a year later, and plans come and go, and life happens. Basically. I know, I know. How fast does time go by, right? I thought that today it was like, it was four o'clock and it felt like I just got at work. Right? I showed up at work at 10 a.m. this morning and the next thing it was four and I'm like, holy shit, where did they go? Oh, yeah. Also, like for me, sometimes I, you think you're busting and doing a lot of work, but then maybe you only got like a couple of tasks done, but it's already like four o'clock and it's like same thing. It's like, time? But I just like just start my day and I got nothing done. I wasn't texting. But I, th- <laughs> I think the older that you get, I think that time just keeps going by faster. Like whenever you're young, I remember being in class and thinking, holy fuck, like one hour would take us, you know, like, <laughs> Forever, right? Or even to, get, even to get out of elementary school felt like a, a very long time, right? And then it seems like the older that you get, years just seem, and, and time just seems to go by faster. Why do you think that is? You think it's because we just have more responsibilities? We're just focused on no work and doing our activities and our tasks done, and time just flies, or? Yeah, I would say it. I would say just uh, as a kid, and you're sitting in school, I think that you're, you're often bored. So whenever you're bored, time seems to go by slow. Uh, and as an adult, as long as you set your life up properly and you enjoy what you're you're doing and you're having fun, then time really starts to fly by. And I, know, agree. I, I think you've been enjoying your life ever since I've met you, and I'm I'm learning to enjoy mine. You know, as as the years go by as well. So I, I think that time flies by just because we're having such a good time. Oh, I agree, and I think you hit a important note there: is enjoy what you do. <laughs> and I hope. I hope during the COVID, you know, unfortunately, there's probably some people who passed away, guys been affected, you're isolated. I hope people maybe took this time and just made, with their time off from work and being alone, maybe just realizing what's important to them, what, what values do they hold, and, and maybe it's now the time to maybe go for that dream job, start that business. Exactly. And hopefully, exactly. I think now, especially with COVID, there's no better time than, than any to uh, put time away into starting a side hustle, you know what I mean? Even just to put stuff down on paper, what do you want to do? You know, do you want to be uh, at that job that you're working now for the next 20, 30 years? If you're, if you're in school, then you already got a plan. So I would just fucking study and, and, and go do whatever you want to do. Um, you know, hang out and stuff like that. Or if you do want to start a side hustle in college, that's up to you, but it, it's fairly busy, I can imagine. 
Um, but I think it's a great time now to be able to sit here. Most people are at home so often now because people don't want to go up because of COVID and whatnot. So, um, I think it's such a good opportunity to put something on paper and then try to, try to find, uh, something that sparks your interest and start executing on that. Um, because you never know what can, can come out of that. 100%. And speaking of interest, I know, uh, we're going to chat about your business here pretty soon, but, um, currently, uh, for people who don't know, you own, uh, business that's a shoe cleaning business. Is that fair to say, or is it bigger than that? Uh, so I own Shoe Shrine Shack. Uh, it formerly it was, it was called the Shoe Shrine Shack and we just removed the, the, the from the name actually, uh, four weeks ago as we incorporated the business. Uh, you know, I've been running the business as a sole proprietor for the last two and a half years. <clears throat> and we, uh, we just recently incorporated, uh, due to, um, as a business grows, nice. you, you should be incorporating just for, you know, tax purposes and, and all that. And stuff. before we touch on your, your growth now in business, how did, how do you, uh, I'm sorry for all, how do you start your shoe shop? Like, so I know when we first met, I've been, I think 2000, almost like 17 now, three years. Um, I think it was a Starbucks I was attached to, uh, I think it was, I want to say it's the Western on White Ave. Yeah. So it's like the yeah. boutique hotel with a W or some M or some crazy lettering. And we went for coffee, me, you, and, uh, our friend Kyler Pistucci. Yes. Show it to Kyler. And, and then, yeah, at the time, I know you were just laid off from the trades and you were just looking to do something. I know you had an idea. And how, so how did that come about? Yeah, so uh, in 2017, I was uh, I was dating somebody, and uh, you know him and I were trying to come up with a, a business opportunity. Um, and long story short, the relationship kind of it, it didn't work out, and you know he took off, and I was left. In, I was in Edmonton, you know, by myself. So uh, I remember feeling down on myself, thinking, you know, why why am I still here out west and trying to do the the, the oil and gas thing like I've been trying to do for you know six years leading up to this. And yeah, I remember I, I did yoga in my bedroom and instead of feeling bad about myself, I wanted to make a shift um, from feeling bad about myself to something productive that would get me out of this little slump. And uh, so I started working on my to-do list. You know, I looked at my to-do list and uh, one of the items on my to-do list was to clean all of my shoes back to new. Um, you know, and I started thinking, how long is it going to take? I have about eight pairs of shoes now to, to take all the laces off and the insoles out of them and um, to wash them and let them dry and put it all back together for eight shoes. It's probably going to take me like four hours. And I'm trying to set up my day for the next day. And uh, that's when it hit me. You know, there's no business like this in Edmonton. I, I, I researched and it wasn't there. And I got goosebumps over my entire body. I, I, I knew that was the business that aligned everything that I like, you know, fashion and quality assurance, quality control, because that's what I did as a civil engineer, um, talking to people. It just seemed like I thought of a business that aligned with everything that was me. So, um, you know, the next day I was running down to the registry, registering the name. The first name that I thought of since I thought about it that night in bed was was Shoeshine Shack. I thought of that that instant. I grabbed my notebook beside my bed. I wrote, you know, the Shoeshine Shack and circled it and my pen just started going. And I wrote down every single thing at the time that I could think about that it would take to to start this home-based business and, and get this off the ground. And then the next day I started uh, executing that to-do list. I was at the businesses 
name the next morning. I remember running. Yeah, yeah, I, quick. I remember jogging down 104th Avenue to Edmonton Tower, going in and registering the name um, and asking the girl there, Shushan Shai, isn't that a good name? <laughs> and the girl's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, isn't that a good business? Like, and I was so hyped and she's like, yeah, it is. But I think I was a little more hyped than yeah. she was at the time, you know? And then from that moment there, Peter, to today, I haven't taken much time off from working on the business almost every single Just day. Just been hustling, grinding, growing it. Uh, the only time I've really taken off is for Christmas and to spend with my family and a few Sundays here and there. But I like what I do. I, I enjoy it. I, you know, I really, really, really enjoy what I do. And I think whenever you combine passion and hard work, you get quality. And that's what people are recognizing that we're doing consistently. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and to your point, exactly. I, I cannot think of any business that I've heard, heard or seen that does the quality of cleaning that your company does. You know, there are those shoe clean people at the airports so that you clean on your shoes, maybe like nice and pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I go there like I'm an undercover boss. <laughs> I know straight up, I don't tell them that I own a, a shoe cleaning business of a sort or a shoe shining business. So I, I often stop at them and, and, you know, some of them are good. I've been to few of them that are good. I was going to say a percentage and I was going to say 50%, but I think it's lower than that of the ones that I'm actually happy with the work. And I often get told that when people come to my shop, they say, you know, you do, you do the best work that I've ever seen. There's some business people that travel all around the world and they, and they compliment me and it makes me feel good because that's what we're trying to do. That's what I'm trying to push push as a, as a company and, a, and as a, an owner or CEO of this business. You know, uh, it's nothing, but if the quality is not there, I don't want to be in business. Because I wouldn't want to bring my my shoes or my bags or my hats or anything. I wouldn't want to bring it to a detailing business and then not be happy with the result. Yeah. So if I if I can't get the result that the customer and I want to achieve, I'm probably going to discount the price and give it to them for free. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you really kind of put your name behind the brand, like you say, like, hey, if it's not quality work, if it's not the best. You I say, I say to people all the time that we're the best people to bring it to in, in the city and probably even Canada. Wow. I do all the time. And it's just because you can ask my guys that are in the shop that, that help me out. Daniel and Izzy, Lido, Jared Shaver, uh, Whoever, right? I have a few friends that pop in and out, right? Just to help out. I'm not going to name them all, but um, sometimes they think I'm annoying. Yeah. You know, like, but whenever a customer, let's say a customer is not impressed with a certain sum, that is more annoying than me talking to the employee and saying, no, we should fix this. Yeah. And now they know, right? And I, I say to them, ah, it's, you can be, you know, we, we, we wash some shoes. Two to three times. There are limit of washing shoes three times. So if we wash a shoe once and it's not done right, we do wash it a second time. And if it comes up the second time not good, we do wash it a third time. And if it's not good on the third time, you're not doing your job right. Yeah. You know? Wow. So um, but last week we washed a shoe five times and then it just wasn't working. So I talked. <laughs> uh, we, we had to re-dye the whole shoe. I'm like, dude, your shoe, it's like it's not a it's not a cleaning issue, it's a color issue. So we're gonna have to you know, just keep those moving and re-dye the shoe a little bit darker. And that, and that does happen uh, a little bit as well. We were often dyeing uh, white shoes back to white 
uh, or if of a light shoe is stained, we often re-dye that shoe darker than the stain so it looks nice and consistent. Wow, so so essentially, like whatever the client wants, whatever the end goal is, what a client wants for their shoe to look like, so like you will basically try any method without wrecking the shoe. Obviously, you try any method or means to try to get the shoe as basically brand new and like look brand new as possible. Well, whatever they want, right? There's so many different uh, levels and layers to, to our business now. And I know some people in the community uh, and even outside of the community are, are noticing that. I had one of my friends brought in a brand new pair of Blundstones for a protection package. So that's not an old shoe being restored. That's a brand new Blundstone, beautiful shoe that he brought in to get a main coil treatment. Um, you know, we're using Saphir, which is a product of Paris. Uh, the absolute best, the best shoe pair products you can buy in the entire world. And the reason why I say that is they sponsor the World Shoe Shine Championship. Yes, there is a World Shoe Shine wow. Championship. So I guess <laughs> you'll catch me in that in 2025. Oh man, I'll be there. I'll get a Shoe Shine Shack shirt. <laughs> sure, you want to shine that shoe shape. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, so, in regards to a shoe, so I, I'm kind of, I won't say a shoe fashionado, but like I'm not very, um, I guess, fashionable. Like, I don't like the, those standout like suits that like say like the gold suit that it's so flashy, but I like the nice accent piece. And I find shoes for me, it's like a nice accent piece to your 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 wardrobe. And so I guess you like in regards to a shoe, what makes a good quality shoe? Well, that's a great question, Peter. Actually, and I'm surprised that more people don't ask me that. Um, I was working on a, a bad quality pair of shoes today, and I'm not going to say the name of the company that that. Made I guess what's uh, what would be a product or a type of product that would be in a poor quality shoe? Yeah, I can explain it from both from both right. uh, extremes. So the the shoe I was working on today, it just it was the shoe that we had to keep washing. So it was a dress shoe that that had some inconsistent coloring on it, and I was trying to get that inconsistent coloring out of it. I wanted it consistent from the base, and then I would start building it up with the right products in the right order to achieve a beautiful finish. And if you can't start from a good base, then you can't move on. So that's what I was running into with this shoe. And the leather was just so poor quality. And then if you look um, at how the heel is built, the heel would be made out of plastic um, and not a wooden heel. A wooden heel, you can actually re replace the heel on it. Wow. And uh, a plastic heel, you can't. A plastic heel is all one built piece. So, so you can have one built piece, sorry. You can have one built piece that's all rubber. You have a heel with uh, a male and a female uh, pucks that drive in the four corners. Okay. When they got either of those heels, when they got the ones that got the four little uh, like nipples in the corner, yeah. or when they got the, the one heel that's all one size, you can't replace the heel on that. The reason why the companies do that is so they can mass produce a shoe as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. And again, not going to name any companies, but it's not hard to find fast fashion companies. Or so you go to the win like say winners, right? You go to their generic brand. The thing is, Peter, there's there are high-end brands doing this as well. Really? I've worked on some shoes that are expensive and not all. Like a lot of shoes that you, you just pay a lot of money for, you get the quality. Mm. I can vouch for that, but Again, I, I don't like to say names because I've never want somebody to be talking shit about my brand. But there's some brands that are charging a lot of money when people buy the shoes because it's got a, a company's name on it. 
and they bring it to me to get fixed and there's not much that I can do with it just because of the structure of that shoe that's made super, super fast. And then once there's a little bit of damage on it, you really got to throw it out and rebuy and that company probably hopes that you rebuy from them. So that's almost like the, the, like the ploy there is maybe a company gets to a certain size and and maybe because of their brand name, they maybe dip the quality of it because they're really established in the industry and then they just want to make maybe more profit focused and maybe customer and quality focused. Yeah, I can't talk on that too too much. I don't really know at the end of the day what they're what the companies that do this, what why they do it, but one can assume that it comes down to financial benefit. Yeah, hundred percent. Then so for the good quality shoe, what's the difference? <laughs> this is like, what I like to talk about. <laughs> That's the other one, like I was wearing the shoe today, I'm like, this shoe is it's a pizza. It won't even shine. Once I got it, I'm like, it's like I'm trying to uh, polish Almost like a, I don't want to say concrete, but you can't polish concrete, right? In the yeah. shoe, it's the same thing. If it's not a nice, uh, it's not a nice leather, it's a synthetic on top of that. They're not using genuine, they're using something that they can produce a lot cheaper. And they didn't stack this. You got the cheap PO, you got the cheap leather, and you got the cheapest shoelaces and the cheapest insole. And then you still pay 120 bucks for the shoe that costs maybe $4 to make. Wow. You know, but, uh, on the other extreme, you know, let's, let's think of a high end brand. Well, I know Yeezys are they. No, I'm talking about higher fashion. Well, higher. I don't even know how. Would that be like Dolce Gabbana? Because when you think, when you think, so Yeezy, Yeezy is a high end sneaker. High end sneaker. So Yeezy. Like you, Steve Madden, like those set of rims. Or is that no, still kind of middle brand? Like, is that still middle lower brand? I might be out of my realm. Oh, here. dude. I, I'm sorry, but. What's the name? Steve Madden was actually one of the companies I was just talking about is the low quality one. Okay, so that's what I was pulling that in, but like it's so funny you say that because that's a that's a clear indication that you know Steve Madden shoes look nice. They do look nice. They do look nice, but they're made fast fashion. And uh a lot of times the quality is not there. I own Steve Madden shoes, I've owned many of them. Um and I like the look of them. And some of them are good, but they are fast fashion. Would those higher end brands be like H and M? Those no. higher end because some of those. I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about Louboutin, Redbottom. Louboutin. I'm talking about yeah. Louis V, Dior. Okay. Those, these companies that make, you know, for me, I, I'm I'm a man, so men's sneakers. This yeah. is this is. I don't have Redbottoms. I don't have Louis Vuittons. I don't have Dior's, but I wouldn't mind having them. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I will someday have my eye on a pair of Dior chunky sneakers that I want. They look like a Yeezy, actually. Yeah. They look like the... Uh, no, I'm wearing 350s today. I have a pair of 700 Yeezys, and they look so similar, um, but they look even more high-end. And the price, it shows that, too. They're over a 1000 bucks. where Yeezy's 315 with taxes, right? Yeah. Uh, a Yeezy sneaker is, is... If you can get a... If you can get a Yeezy sneaker, because most people can get them, yeah, well, I see what I've seen. So there's been a couple of releases. The, I know they do like a release at Weston, obviously, because it's a huge uh, place for, uh, I think it's like Footlocker, I want to say. Yeah. And I've seen there's people wind, lined up. And I'm, I went up to one person, like, are you waiting in line to buy the, the, buy the Yeezys? Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, we're not waiting in line. We're waiting in line to put a video raffle to win these Yeezys. That's what I'm after. I'm like, that's Most people do. That's what I heard. Most people do. And, and it varies, you know. So some easies from retail, you get them. Um, it's a consistent price across the board for the 350s. And that's what I was wearing today when I walked in this block. Um, you've probably seen them many, many times. Yeah. It's, 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 I would say it's the, the most common easy 
ever produced. It's, there, there's the most of those in circulation in the globe. Um, but don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure, but I would bet you 20 bucks on it right now that that is true. Um, so those go for $300 plus your tax. So you're pushing 315. If you get them and they're usually dropped on an, on an app yeah. and there's so many people with robots, um, in the world that cop them all and people that got these robots buy all the shoes and they resell them for much, much, much more because they're so rare. Yeah. And then the cheap, you know, a cheap easy that you buy from a reseller would go for around, you know, 420. But then that goes all the way up to like 3000 for a pair of sneakers, you know, and that's, and that's just for a 350, but there's some easy that are going for $7,000, $10,000, you know, but those are the ones that are really rare and you don't see them around too much. There's a picture on the IG. Uh, I'll pull this up. I'll pull this right. up for you. I, I watched, uh, I shouldn't say me. It was, it was me and, uh, Daniel, one of my helpers, and then Izzy was behind the camera, but we watched, uh, a Red October. A Red October. I wish you knew what that was. So that's a great here. It's, so this is Kanye West's first shoe with Nike. Wow. And it, it's, it's legendary. Just You'll see it on. Pure, like, almost like a pure red high top. Wow. Yeah. It's got, you know, it's got this, when you see, say sneaker head, if you look at somebody's head, it's got these little like vibes behind it. So it does look like a scrunched up head. Yeah. It's got the, uh, it's got the Nike Air in the back. It's got suede on it. It's got rubber. And this shoe's $20,000. $20,000. This sneaker's $20,000. So I guess, so for this shoe particularly, is it, cause I know it's, is suede expensive material? That's not necessarily what's making it expensive. Like I have, suede, I have suede in my store that I cut off and I do repairs with, and I bought a roll of it for I think fifty dollars at at Tandy Leather. Um, really, what makes it expensive is the almost nausea and the rareness to it. You know, you see that you know, you see Kanye where you see Justin Bieber wear it, you see uh LeBron James, you see all these famous people wear it. And I don't know how many of them he, he released, but we could probably find that out. And let's say he released five thousand into the universe into the world or ten thousand into the world. That's only ten thousand of those shoes that are in the world that are legit. And everybody wants them. Mm-hmm. It's a commodity at that point. The price will just keep going up. I bet you if we circle around in 10 years, it's going to be worth 25 to 30,000. So it will just keep going up the same as those fucking Pokemon cards. So essentially these shoes can almost be like, almost like an art collection in a sense where you have these, maybe these vintage, say vintage Jordans, vintage Converse that maybe were worn by Larry Bird or just those classic Converse or, some of these iconic figures or these brand names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 years on the road. Um, but going back, so the, the uh, Louis Vuitton Dior, that's Dior. Dior, sorry. Dior. Dior. They just did a collaboration with, uh, with Michael Jordan. They just, they just released a, uh, Jordan Dior collab. Um, and then Jared Day, he sells shoes in my shop, actually. Um, he's going to be taking over my store once we jump into the, into the new bay. I haven't told anybody about this yet. Actually. Yeah, but so before we announce it, um, oh, sorry, no, it's too much. No, it's all good. It's so like, what I was getting at, Peter, before I lost the train of thought, was that the Dior's and the Jordans are already up to like twenty two thousand. They released three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. you know, and the prices. There's low tops. There's high tops. There's uh, different boxes you could have gotten that makes it worth more money. But they're already such a hot commodity. I know one of my friends won 
uh, he won one of the raffles and he, they, they made him fly to Vancouver to grab the shoes. So he flew to Vancouver and he paid 3,500 from Dior. He had to buy the shoes from Dior for 3,500. And now those fucking shoes, because he's got a low top and the low tops are worth, I think, 10,000. But if you got a high top, it's more. So he, more or less, when he hit it, when he got this, um, shout out to Caesar, um, when he, when he got the drop, he felt like he hit the lottery. Yeah. Because I know it's a three thousand dollar commitment, and then he gets to go for a vacation to Vancouver, which let's say it runs him up to four k to go there and yeah. get back probably a thousand bucks or two thousand, whatever how much he spends. But if he's turned around and sells it today, he's cashing out six grand. Or if he holds on, it's just going to keep going up. Yeah. So really, what it's like is you just get the lottery. Hundred percent, yeah. And so many people are addicted to that. So I feel like. Before people gambled, and now people are doing this. Yeah, <laughs> try to, to try to get there's, a, there's always something, and so these uh, these premium sneakers are again worth the Jordan Dior 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 Dior. Um, so again, so I imagine that sneaker, besides having the brand name like Jordan yeah. Louis Vuitton, the imagine the I imagine the quality of that sneaker, um, besides the brand name and all that. It's probably top notch material. Like they're not for sure. synthetic. Anything. For sure, for sure, hundred percent. So with that sneaker there, it uh, they took the silhouette of a Jordan and the Dior um, crew, the Dior designers, head designers, uh, put their touches on it. And there's a video on YouTube. I'll send it to you uh, to check out. But they're showing exactly what they put into it. And I know it's the same as like the new iPhones and stuff. They yeah. try to like bump it up for fluffiness and that. Like there's a little bit of that, but at the end of the day, like it's a higher end Jordan, and you do get uh, better materials and there's attention to detail and just the way they construct the shoe is a little bit elevated. Hence the uh, $3,500 price tag on it. It's crazy. It's, I think it's, it's, I think the saying is like it's one half dozen or the other. It's, you can buy six, one half dozen, the other. There you go. Yeah. Um, you can buy, say, man, 40, $40 pair of shoe that will last you, say, let's say, say six months, six months to a year. Yeah. But then every six months to a year, it's another $40, another $40. I got a, I got a pair of Nike Air Max, beautiful white, blue, and uh, gray shoe, white, blue, and gray. I really enjoy them. And I bought them before I owned the shoe shine shop because I posted them. They're on my personal IG. Um, a pair of those and Steve Madden's actually. Yeah. I posted on my, my Instagram and I have them to this day. And I bought both of those shoes on Black Friday. I remember I shopped online and I picked both of those shoes up and sent home. The Steve Madden's didn't last. They lasted me one night out and then they broke and I brought them back to Steve Madden after, after we went to the Jay-Z concert, my friend and I. My friends and I, so. But the, the, those Nike ones, I'll be paid $85 for them on Black Friday and they're still kicking hard. Yeah. So it's not about the price a lot of times, right? You can get really good quality shoes for around that price plan, but people want the hype. Yeah. And uh, I wear them all the fucking time. So it's almost, it's just a lot of these younger people, like you can buy something that everybody else can buy. They want the the, the stuff that's kind of exclusive. Cool and yeah, yeah. They, that's that's exactly what it is. And not everybody's into that. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like you, like you were saying, you're not immersed in that world. You probably didn't even notice that if your Yeezy's on. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, and that's the thing. It's like there's some people that are so, so invested in it, you know, and it doesn't fucking matter. What you your It doesn't matter. Like my shoes I was wearing are comfy as hell, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's when I see a young person coming in into the store to buy a $400 pair of shoes. And then they say, yo buddy, I'm short 20 bucks. Can, I only have 380. Can you, can you pay me the last 20? You know, I'm like, fuck. I can't believe you're spending all your money on this. And one side and the other side saying, you know, you do you, you buy those yeah. fucking shoes. You probably work for me. So it's all about perspective. Um, but look, I think whenever I was buying, when I was in school, I was buying shoes that were like a hundred bucks or 120 bucks, but I was working my ass off. Right? Yeah. Working at Subway, I was DJing on the weekends and, uh, you know, I was doing pretty good for well, I know, I know that you have know, one pair of that Converse in your store. I'm like, what's that? It's uh, blue and red or? The, like, uh, the, the, one, the Chinese New Year? Yeah, those are... Did you try those on? I didn't try those on, but I was looking at them. They're nice. Somebody, somebody looked at them yesterday. I thought they were going to buy them. Don't fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> They're, uh, so I have them for 180 If you look on StockX, StockX is an app that you can buy any fucking shoe on. You see the $20,000 shoes that I was just showing you? You can go to StockX, download the app, and pay somebody 20 well, to drop it here with the exchange and the shipping. Probably like 25000 not going to lie. Um, but you can go buy the shoes right now. So the shoes, the Converse that, you know, are in my shop now that you were looking at, um, they're going for 220 bucks on StockX. But we're selling them, we got the bird in our shop for 180 local. So it's cheaper than the StockX price and it's local. And if somebody wanted a discount and they're my good buddy like you, I'd take 20 bucks off and you sell it for 160 and, and, and save you the tax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just want them gone out. Because a lot of times what happens, Peter, for me, is I do work for people and then people bring me shoes and say, here, you just want to take the shoes for the work. And I and I accept it. So then I don't get paid for the work, even though I paid employees or whatever. Is that, you know, I'm not sure if you saying this online, but that's kind of, I do that sometimes. And that's what's going on with those, with those Chinese New Year's. So I didn't work, I didn't work on a pair of shoes and I didn't get paid yet. So, you know, people might go, oh, you're trying to be a salesman. The shoes are worth this much. If you want these shoes, you're you can discount. get them. You're a discount, man. 100%. 100%. If you want those shoes, you can go buy them. You're going to pay 260 for them. Yep. Or you can buy them for me and I'll literally, either for 180 in my shop, and I'll knock it down uh, 20 and save the tax. So I'm saving them for 100 under. And to me, I got them for the work I did. And I think the work I did was a hundred bucks and the guy gave me the shoes. He said, here, when you take the shoes for a hundred dollars of work, I said, sure, yeah. the shoes were 200 bucks. Why, why would you not? But now I'm sitting on them for a while. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm so I want my 160. I want to get paid for that fucking job that I did, you know? Yeah. So you come buy them. I know, you know, we got, I got them. Yeah. And, uh, and did you do a lot of those services just at the beginning of your business, trying to get the word of what you're doing and just doing like jobs for shoes or is this, you just do it maybe if you just have a good feeling about someone that can't go from, I'll, I'll help you out this time. If you need a pair, like if you think it off you, say you call a shoe, like this depends on the situation. Was it just at the beginning of you just it's starting It's usually business? close friends. Close friends. It's usually close friends. They don't bring me shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there was people I was doing work for and they brought me shoes that weren't worth anything, I'm not going to do that. But sometimes people, they're helping me. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah. it's not the first time that that's happened that somebody wants to give me shoes for some work. And it's always like, if it's a $300 pair of Yeezys, secondhand nice pair of Yeezys with a box, let's say I can get 300 bucks for them. And I did $220 worth of work. You know, I'm like, fuck, 220 now, $300 shoe. Then I'm probably gonna have to drop down to like 260. Could take me three months to sell. And sometimes I still need the shoe. Or whatever. Yeah, so it's not all the time. It's not that frequent. Yeah. And so, in regards to shoes and cleaning, and some people do shoe maintenance because, because mm-hmm. uh, for me, I usually, well, you see my Converse, you clean them up, like, I think last year or a year and a half ago, yeah, and they're yeah. pretty, but now they're. I got you again. I'm going to hook you up because you're on your podcast, and I'm gonna, I want to thank you. So, I want to, I want to give you a free clean at least, Ooh, at least one. I appreciate that. Bring two, just because you're such a good guy. You picked me up. I'm gonna drive you home. That's at least worth to me. Uh, many, many more. But I straight up and down, like right now, I will give you at least two fucking ultra deep cleans. Oh, they're worth. That's worth a hundred bucks. So I got you. Yes, that's what's fun about shoe cleans. I know there, there are probably some people out there, even if they are not shoes. I think again, especially with how much things are not even shoes. Can of pops like a dollar fifty was two bucks now. It used to cost like seventy five cents. So what were you born? Hey, I, was, I was born at the time before two thousand. <laughs> but uh, it's not it's not a secret that everything's going up in cost and 100%. and you know even if even if you are uh, the shoe fashionado, not everyone wants to spend continuous amounts of money on shoes just for to replace them, right? So you want to maintain, like clean and uh, Keep them for years, so especially repair them. So, so I guess um, wherever you want to take it, maybe what are some steps or what are some things uh, how you clean shoes are, and maybe what are some maintenance tips you can give to people that are simple and easy. That hundred percent, hundred percent. We're gonna start making some YouTube videos as well um, once we get into the new shop, and we've just been so busy that we we've been working on shoes and giving giving customers our time, and with our small team, like we're just maxed out at the moment, but. Um, I, I, I can't wait to get some, some footage or some videos out just to sh- uh, tell people and show people kind of what we do and, uh, you know, to help them out because we can't, we can't clean and fix every shoe. There's too many shoes out there. So what we can do is supply really, really good products, you know, really good product line and then teach people how to do it. And then if you still want, you can still bring it to us and we'll still be so happy to do it. But, we can't do all, all the shoes. I never want to say never, but you know, You're there's, a, there's a lot of shoes in the world to, 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 to clean and whatnot. So, and to repair. So, uh, that's kind of a, a direction that we plan on bringing the business into is a lot more educational with the best products that are on the market. Um, with how to videos for people to, to, um, be able to do some of the work themselves because it's not rocket science. No. Um, and as long as you have somebody that's willing to, to show you in a concise manner, nice and calm and, and, and you know, chill. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like I, sometimes like a video, if you want like a, um, a cooking video, you just want it down to the fucking point, nice and simple. You don't want to that's it. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a guy on YouTube or on YouTube that I watch. He always makes these videos, uh, but better. Junior chicken from McDonald's, but better. This and that, but better. And his videos are so good. And that's kind of the, what I want to go to. Just get to the point. Mm-hmm. What's the video about? And execute it nice and entertaining and nice, nice camera and nice sound, nice editing. And that's it. 
Yeah. You know, so that's really what I'm looking forward to. And back to your question, Peter, about uh, maintaining, I think it was the question, right? Yeah, maintenance. Maintenance. I always say if you buy a brand new pair of shoes, water stain proof them. Or puts, you know, with leather, put a uh, mink oil or grease of some sort or an oil or a conditioner on that leather. And what does, sorry, uh, maybe if people want to grip it, what would oil or that, like, what would oil do to the leather which, like, soft? I shouldn't or? say oil. I actually said oil on my fuck. This is not, <laughs> not a good Because, but what would I use? Uh, I use leather balm Oops. slash leather conditioner, uh, mink oil, um, and then from there, you can stack those with, uh, with creams and then also women also waxes and stuff as well. So different shoes require different maintenance. You know, um, a shoe that has fabric, you can't put a mink coil on that because you can't rub it on, right? Yeah. Um, but you can put a water stain proof spray. Mm-hmm. So if you have a shoe that has a couple different materials, or um, something that, like a mesh or nylon or nubuck, you know, you're going to want to spray a product on that suede. You're going to want to spray a, a, a protector, a water stain proof protector. Um, and then if you have leather, you have a little more options because leather, you can rub a product on it. Like I said, the mink oil, uh, leather honey, leather balm, which is a conditioner. And then, like I said, if you want to go farther, you can put the creams and the waxes. Um, I'm not going to get too much into detail, but you know, there's, there's a lot of possibilities you can do to, to prevent, a sh- uh, to, to protect a shoe. Um, and there's a different application for, for a lot of them, depending on how the shoe is made. And that's just me, um, speaking almost from my OCDs, OCD level. I, I look at it, I really look at it from an engineering point. I'm looking at it like the way that it's supposed to be looked at, I find. What material is it? Is it multiple materials? Is it one material? Is it, you know, and then from there, my best, um, my best advice would have to be if it's leather, make oil or leather balm as, as at least a base. Um, and then anything from there, use a water stain proof. Either one of those applications, you need the shoe to be clean. So either one is brand new or after it's clean, you can't be doing this whenever the shoe is dirty because all you're doing is just crapping stuff onto that shoe. Yeah. And that to me makes me cringe. I'm not sure. Maybe you can start rotting the shoe or start deteriorating. I'm not sure exactly what would happen, but um, just, 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 I I think the proper way to do it for the absolute best protection is after it's clean or once it's new or whenever whenever you first purchase the shoe, right? That's the absolute best time to protect it. And the reason why you want to do that is some people bring it to the shop, they'll bring in a, a new buck shoe or a suede shoe or a, let's say a woman's Ugg boot mm-hmm. and they don't protect it. When salt gets into that material, imagine a salt will rust a fucking car's fender right out. Yeah. It will rust a car's fender out. Now you're going to put that in your shoe, which is not just fucking paint and steel. It's, it's like hair. If you, if you have a, wait, Suede is like a, a fibery, hairy material. You know, suede is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then new buck is a little bit shorter and then you got leather and all that, all that shit. But once salt gets into that, even me with this, I've, I've been cleaning shoes for going on three years now. 
I know it's crazy to say yeah. three years of clean fucking shoes, but that's not a lie. Congrats. Thank Cheers. you, dude. Thank you. Everyone thought it was crazy when I first was getting going, but. Well, first, sorry, but for, when you first uh, think about like sh- cleaning, sh- like who the, who's going to do that? But like, like you, like you mentioned, like I went and visited you, um, stopped by and we had a birthday beer together. And even that you were kind of almost still on call because customers are coming in and they're, uh, the workers are asking you. So mm-hmm. I just want to say it's, uh, it's awesome that you, First of all, took the just took a chance because I think most people don't. And second of all, you're uh, you're doing very well. You're you're kicking by your opening as you mentioned, and you can we can talk more about that um, after you've uh, done your point here. But well, another location, so it's awesome. Man. Thank you so much, Peter. Yeah, we just we just got the keys today to the new place. So that's fucking exciting. Yeah, right. that's exciting. Um, can't wait to start doing work in there. I'm going to be there. You're supposed to be there at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So, you know, what time is it now? It's quarter after nine. I don't, I don't know what time you and I are going to kick it to, but, you know, I got an early morning tomorrow. I'm going to go with my good friend Andy. We're going to start, um, we need to do a little bit of demolition. We got to, we got to refinish the floor. We're going to do a painting. We got to paint a lot of stuff in there. We got to set up a lot of shelving. Uh, an office. We're gonna set up a small little office. Yeah. There. So, so yeah. So, yes, we all don't know. Uh, Shoeshine Shack is located in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So, um, just just so for people that don't know, in case there's international viewers, maybe who knows? <laughs> you never know. There, there probably will be actually because oh. I, I know quite a few people yeah. in the United States, and, and who knows? Not, 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 not a lot of people, but I do talk to some people on Instagram where we're pretty close. So definitely international. And, and one obviously once this uh, blows up more and what people hear about us, people can obviously score back to different episodes and hear about you. But uh, so you're located uh, beneath Mercer's Tower. What's the address? Uh, it's one zero three five nine one zero four Street. Uh, business hours. Business hours. Uh, super consistent. Uh, Monday to Saturday, eleven to six. Ooh, okay, and so under Mercer's Tower, you can basically rent out basically. Oh, it's kind of getting worse name is I'm basically storage containers and stuff. It, it seems like it was a storage meant for storage anyways. Hundred percent. But a wonderful area for if you want to just. It's almost like a great place to start a business if you want to try a business. It seems like, but um, shout out, you know, shout out to the Gather Co. Yeah. You know, that's the company that that owns Mercer, uh, Kelly Pope, Devin Pope, David Tonai. Um. If anybody needs space in Edmonton, Alberta, I can vouch that Vacancy Hall, which just got rebranded to Mercer Market as of three months ago, um, is a great fucking place. It's a great place, man. Like, I don't know if you're still a record how much it is a month because that could be changing, you know, with everything going on. 100%. But COVID, I'm not even saying yeah. numbers, but you know, you contact me if anybody wants space at, at, at Vacancy Hall, give me a call or, or email me or whatever. It's such a good price. Internet's included. Power's included. 24-hour access. And on top of that, you get uh, you get access to the entire hall, right? Like out, outside of the, the garage door, you get access to that whole fucking area. For free for events. That, so all together, you know, give you a lot. Yeah, and so, so you had basically, what, what was like the square footage of your first shop? 12 feet by 15 feet, probably about 15 feet. And then you kind of, kind of ish expanded, but it's like almost like a co business kind of part itself. So with it, you consider that your space as well, where your extensions recently? Yeah, so I, you know, we were leasing 
the whole double bay. I was leasing the whole double bay. So last year we needed to expand because for the first year in business, I didn't have any running. And it was just me for the first year. So after the first year went by and the numbers kept going up every month, we needed to install running water. Because, you know, I and Timo, which was my helper, and Jared Shaver, whoever was there at the time, Max, um, we were running to the washrooms with buckets, grabbing water, coming back to the store, washing shoes. I hope no one's in the bathroom. Putting dirty water back into the buckets, running to the bathroom. And we would do that 10 times a day. But when we had to expand, no, sir, when we had to put water into the, into the shop, were we going to put, were we going to install water into the shop that we were already outgrowing or were we going to expand into a and do it properly? Mm-hmm. And they're telling me, you know, don't expand, don't, don't get a double bay. But there's lots of people that are telling me not to open the shop in the first place. Yeah. Um, so we went, we went, I did the harder road. I, I expanded and, um, it was an investment. It was time. It was energy. But after we did that, my fucking sales doubled again. Wow. After the expansion, because I wasn't sure if it was going to stay the same or go down. I was nervous. I'm like, fuck, can you imagine? I imagine this is just a fluke. Yeah. Imagine this is a fluke that it's busy and then I built the extension and then nobody gives a shit about their shoes being cleaned or fixed. It's not you anymore. But Peter, the the opposite happened. The sales doubled. On top of it, already doing better than I thought it ever would. It's crazy. And now here we are again, moving into a new shop, and we're at max fucking capacity again in the in the. In the and what's so you went from twelve feet to fifteen feet? Now what's the uh, twenty four by fifteen? We just doubled in width, right? So it's twelve to fifteen. We doubled to twenty four to fifteen, and we maxed that out in a year. Now we need more space again, and. We do have height fetish in there. I lease out some space now. I really, really, really good buddy, Jared Day. He takes about, what would, what would you say, a quarter? Not even. He takes a little bit less than a quarter. A little bit? Or no, it would, be, it would be, I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure it's a quarter. It's a quarter. I'll, I'll say. It's a quarter. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the back room's a little bit smaller and he's got half that shop. So he has actually, oh, yeah. he's got a quarter. Yeah. Uh, but he needs more space because his fucking business is booming. Oh, yeah. Height fetish is doing so good. Shout out to Jared and Kira. Um, but Jared's asking me for more space, and I'm saying, "Bitch, I need more fucking space. <laughs> I move your shit. I gotta get. I need more fucking space." So you know, Jared's gonna take over the store that we're in now, and then me and my team, we're gonna be. <laughs> We're gonna cough. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a COVID cough. Uh, so, yeah, we're gonna move into that new bay right away. We got the keys today, so I'm fucking excited. And why do you know the size of the new bay? It's the size of four bays. Plus, we're going in there ourselves. So, you double, so you basically double to two and then double you to four bays. Yes. It's four times. Yeah. Three years. So basically two, two, so every year new shop, every year you're at capacity and growing. What first year by yourself, second year, one, maybe a couple, maybe two helpers. Now we have teams like two team to three, five. team of five. And that's, that's incredible. So we need to hire somebody else right away because we, 
because we're just at that point and trying to hopefully we have so many we have so many plans and it's hard to execute the plans when there's no time left because I talk to customers as much time as they want and whatever you know whenever the phone rings I answer it and whenever my inbox is going off I answer it you know so and that's important to me to do that part of it is is customer service is it without that fucking part of it there's nothing so I well the people that's ultimately run your business right like the customers that can keep coming back or free to other people who just come and say Shane thank you so much and yeah. I'm sure that helps your day when people just give you nice compliments and tell you how good job you're doing oh dude it feels so good it feels so so fucking good yeah and I and I love them all so thank you well, thank do you, you so much do you know the one uh, do you remember uh, when, when maybe one of the best compliments you ever gotten or maybe the best Comments about the working. Well, there, there's a lot, right? It's hard to pinpoint. Like, I know some of <laughs> the, just even some of the tips, you know, to have an order of like whatever it costs, right? But to add a $50 tip on that or a $80 tip on that, it's like there's people that have complained, oh, your, your price is, you, you really charge $49 to wash your shoes. So it's kind of a complaint. But then there's people on the other spectrum putting $50, $80 tips on that. And then on top of that, the compliments, like, and that's, that's what I, you kind of get addicted to that female customer excitement. You know, whenever a customer yeah. makes you, God, that look, you know, and they're, and you can, you know, it's, you know, what's authentic. That's a good fucking feel. I bet. And I don't get that a lot. That, you know, and that's where it that pushes to like, want to do more and just become a better person and that's the main reason why I started business in the first place was to become a better person because I felt like you know I felt like growing up you know maybe I was a fucking punk mm-hmm. and uh, I was at the end of my road I felt like I was at such a such a dark place when I opened up this business I said I'm gonna I'm gonna open a business I want to open and I'm gonna become a better person and the money will come after. It's not about the fucking money. I spent all my money trying to get the business off the ground. I pretty well went broke. Yeah. It wasn't about the money. I had a good paying job as an engineer. It was all about a better life and experiences and becoming a better person. That's what it was about. The money's going to come as long as you're doing what you want to do and you're working hard and you're passionate about it. The money's going to come, but set yourself up in a position to become a better person like you did. What do you mean? I didn't know you before, but I was at WFG for long enough that I seen pictures of you with a great big fucking beard. Yeah. <laughs> now you're running a fucking podcast. Oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're brushing arms with Adam Don Savannah. You're Greg Shernaka, who you say was just on your, your podcast the other day. Like, yeah, and Nicole and, and Kevin and all these people are fucking great people that are smart and hardworking and doing shit. Same as you. Thank you. You know, you you figured out how to make your life to be happy with your life because you could have taken different roads, same as same as me. Oh yeah, man. There is yeah, in many ways, you know, like you know, you always look back and question maybe did the right make the right choices and oh hundred percent. But uh yeah, it's the same thing during the lockdown. During the lockdown, I was bored because 
you know, what I do with my extra time. I don't know. So, oh, and I just really enjoy podcasts and love the listening to them. I enjoy people and, and, you know, I had people always tell me I'm a nice person and they, the other people always tell me I'm easy to talk to. That can make people really comfortable when you talk to me. And I think, I think you believe that as well because Started. I was going to fucking tell you that today. There's something you said when you and I were walking down, down the sidewalk just a while ago when we were coming into your condo and you said, you know, uh, I wish I had a sweetheart, but you can bring your sweetheart Lido and we can go for a bite to eat. And when you said that, I don't think you meant to be super nice, but it made my fucking help my heart melt. <laughs> How come? Because it was nice. People, you know, just oh, we bring your sweetheart. That's a nice thing to say, man. Most people don't give a fuck about inviting anybody anywhere, let alone acknowledging their significant. That's your authentic self that shines once you nurture. Which you've done by surrounding yourself with good people, reading books, not indulging in the wrong things. And that's, I'm fucking proud of you, Peter. Appreciate that. I'm so proud of you, dude. You're Thank such you. a good guy. You're going to do big things. You've been, been doing big things. Yeah, I appreciate that. Always. Yeah. Always. But yeah, so I just, yeah, took, took a leap and I'm in, this is 18 episodes already. Are you serious? Just my 18th episode. Uh, haven't missed a week. Haven't missed a week. I'm sorry I had to reschedule oh. last week and I almost rescheduled today because today was, uh, was, was such a busy day and I, I was pretty well asleep at 8, at 8 p.m. when you were like, yo, bro, like, it's time to go. I'm like, fuck, go to bed. <laughs> After a long day, I, I, I jumped to bed at 7 30 and he got to like, yo, I'm here. I'm like, fuck this. Oh, I'm always on time. You were, you were early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't relate. How it's can't believe it. it comes from uh, playing sports and like dripping four games. I'd be there like an hour before game time so you can like warm up and stretch. Yeah, 100%. and it's like I think it comes from that. So, like, you have to be there at eight, you have to be there at seven. But uh, and that's a good habit to get into. Yeah. It's something I'm, I'm fucking I'm forever working on. That it's all good. You're in your own business, you can show up kind of. I'm a, I'm a night hawk, I'm, I stay up late, man. Like. I'm not a. Well, I'm, I'm not a morning person. I'm never trying. Being a morning person is so beneficial. You get up. You're, you're, there's so many benefits to getting up early, as you know. Mm-hmm. I think it just comes down to uh, what works for you and when you find your groove, so to speak. And I want to be happy with being a fucking night hawk. I want to be half and half. I want to be up pretty like decently early. Yeah. Fuck man. And like last night, I couldn't sleep. It was four thirty in the morning. And I couldn't fucking sleep. That's a night hawk. It's a morning hawk. Yeah. Maybe, uh, well, I, I almost just went to work. I'm like, fuck, man, it's 4.30 and I'm still up. Like, that's that's more than a night hawk. That's like, and it's not always like that. I don't have any insomnia problems or anything, but it was just because we were getting um, the keys for the new shop. Oh, yeah, it's exciting. And then on top of that, the podcast with you, and on top of that, the workload we had. And oh, the, it's, sometimes it's hard to shut so the brain off whenever you're... You're living your dream. Yeah. Oh, 100. I could, I could imagine, man. Like for uh, for me, uh, like yeah, for me, whatever. Like I kind of, I don't think it's the same feeling, but every time before I play a sport, yeah, I always feel like I want to throw up. Oh, really? Every time, like still to this day, like, have, you ever, have you ever thrown up? No, but I'm sure it's because I like skin to the. Like, I just change you know, like, to a different person I play, but and I that's just, that's true. That's true, and you know. Um, you always put your game face on for certain for certain scenarios, right? Yeah, like so you you're more intense in a, in a game. 
versus when you're sitting at home and chilling by yourself, obviously. So, so imagine the same thing you do. Bring almost like your game face on for business and you just kind of think, just think about like, I'm a different person. When I'm yeah. in my shop, I'm a different person. Whether, you know, I'm, uh, exactly. Because it's, it's your bread and butter. And you want to be, you want to be giving people your best, whether it's in a sport, whether it's in business, whether it's you being a boss, you want to give, or, you know, most people that care about their well-being, they give their best, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think that's one of the main keys to success is at least try to give your best and never fucking give up. You know, never give up. Now I gained a few pounds over COVID. Can you imagine saying, yeah, I gained too much weight. I'm just going to say, fuck it. and keep going. Or, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm not doing good in school. I'm just going to drop out. Get a fucking tutor. Get a tutor. You know, go to the gym. You got to remind yourself that because it's easy to fall in the trap of just saying, ah, oh, that's, that's me now. Yeah. That's me now. You know, and it's by surrounding yourself with people that are doing good, like I just named a few a while ago, that can help you too. So one step is doing the action yourself. You got to put the effort in yourself, but also your associations. And it's not going to take long once you once you decide, make that decision. Mm-hmm. You think, fuck, I've been wasting time. Well, yeah, so my question would be then, so you, you, you said like right away when you thought your business idea, you went straight down to, the, to get it registered. 100%. What's the likelihood and um, if maybe if you wait and say a day or a week to like her, because oh, maybe I'll go tomorrow, it sounds like a nice idea. What would be the like likelihood of the business being around today? What do you think would be like significantly less or still around? Like if you just say like, like you did do like, but say, say with fifty percent people would just kind of procrastinate it or just wait on it. It's wait like, on or instead of just next well, day going. Uh like I don't know because in that moment there when I when I started up the business. Um, I feel like I had no other option but to try something different. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes when you try fucking stuff to do a certain path in life, if it's not working and you've been trying, it's okay to change course. And say, and, and, you know, listen to what people say as then find a passion. And that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to find a fucking passion because I knew there was people out in the, in the world that enjoyed their life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people seemed like people that were working in their fucking passion. And do you, and you mentioned they had started by also cleaning shoes, but was it? Just by cleaning shoes, or did you just try a couple things? Or oh, I had you mean for uh, setting up businesses to start up? Yeah, like I had a bunch of business ideas written down, Peter. I, had, I was going to do uh, lawn care. Uh, we we're going to do lawn care, cleaning houses and condos. I had written down paper. Uh, pick up and delivery service to Fort McMurray, back to Edmonton, Calgary, Red Deer. I have a truck, right? I was going to use that. What else did I have written down on paper? 
I think those are the three. Lawn care, house cleaning, and pickup and delivery. Which are kind of almost like some of the most common businesses. Are they? Because they're, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. If you're good at lawn care, you can kill a lawn care. If you have a pickup and delivery service, you can kill it at that. You know, um, if you clean houses, they're, they're, there's a mm-hmm. business called Shine Shack. People call me for the Shine Shack all the fucking time. <laughs> I say, this is Shoe Shine Shack. I said, if you want your sneakers cleaned or your, or your shoes fixed, bring them to us. The other, the other day, I talked to him for 10 minutes. He called for Shine Shack. He's my customer now. Wow. <laughs> like, I loved it. But anyways, um, but I didn't feel passionate about, you know, I didn't feel passionate about any of those businesses. But I could have started any of them, and I probably was going to. But there was just something about that night when I was telling you at the first, uh, when we first started here, um, you know, doing doing the yoga, going through the breakup, going through my to-do list, and that hitting me. And I wasn't stoned. I wasn't fucking drunk. I wasn't anything. I was sober. But it hit me, and it gave me goosebumps. And something took over, and there was not... A hesitation about not doing it. Yeah. Do you remember when we, we met? Yeah. Was there any hesitation of Shane's not going to do a shoe shine shack? No, like I think when we met, that was your, your like in the stages of setting it up. Yeah. Setting it up. Because it was, it, whenever, whenever I was at WFG, you and I were at a World Financial Group, um, I had customers there. Yeah. But I was doing their shoes at my, at my condo. And I didn't know. What the fuck? I was really right. Like looking back now, like I, I didn't know how to 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 to, to restore a dress shoe back then. But I took on the jobs for twenty bucks and I picked up and delivered them and did my best. So so you know what you're saying is you didn't you just you weren't you weren't like the the master you are now, so to speak. So I well, didn't know how, when I started shoe shine jack, I didn't know how to shine a shoe. Really, the cleaning ability prior to cleaning shoes, like. Was it just like the Mr. 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 Clean wipes or I can't tell all my secrets. No, I'm just joking. Well, so no, if well, you if you check if you go to, to our Instagram all the way back to day one, it's been quality since day one. The difference back then until now is that I was doing it on my hands and knees on my bathtub or in my sink, making a fucking mess, using so much effort and labor and time. There's no systems in place that don't have any equipment or anything, but the quality was always there. And I knew if I got the quality down and I enjoyed it and I marketed it right and I set systems in place that I could turn profit. Yeah. And I think you, again, quality is the key there. You always mention quality and hundred percent. I think, yeah, if you love something and you put quality into it, that it could turn into something beautiful, whether it's a hobby, mm-hmm. just something you enjoy on the side, mm-hmm. a side hustle, like maybe say a podcast of me, like this could maybe be something profitable and earn money someday. Who knows? It will. It will. As right. long as you believe that it will, yeah. it will. You'd be on YouTube too. I've been, I've oh. been, I'll be honest, I've been lazy. I need to, get on, need to set up a camera finally in here to get on YouTube. Just keep pushing. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say you're lazy, Peter. You, you, you know, procrastinating. Well, you, you drove down and you picked me up and you, you got a podcast going on. So it's all, it's all perspective. Yeah. You may be saying that to yourself. I've been lazy because there is a lot of days or some days that you do fuck the dog and you do relax. But to some people, you're out there. 
To some people, you're, you try too hard. So it's all about perspective. You need to realize right now that you're doing so good at where you're at and start to tell yourself positive things about yourself because to some people's eyes, you, you try too hard. And then you're saying the same on your side that you're a dog fucker or you don't try hard enough. Yeah. So start telling yourself good things, positive vibes. You know, start telling yourself, no, I am doing enough. But then back that up with action. I am doing enough. Back in action. Keep listening to audiobooks, action. Keep doing your fucking thing. Keep grinding. Keep chipping away at your goal. I started this actually is uh, keep chipping away at your goal because you know what? You know what? I you know why I think you started this? Because people like to talk to you. I think so. So I okay. you tell me. People like to talk to you. I like to talk to you. And I talk to a lot of fucking people. And I can tell you right now that I wouldn't be here if I didn't like to talk to you. So also, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You just remember that. Yeah. You remember that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're a big fat man. I love you. And uh love you too. And uh yeah, same thing. Uh what I think back now is with this podcast, I just winged it like i bought this equipment that i didn't research what equipment was it's, it's obviously not the best i also could get more high quality i was um, expecting headphones when we yeah. came in but it's a talk of this but yeah and then uh i, I, I told this story a few times i'll tell you um my first guest um shout out to ethan for uh, being my first guest uh i had a, I had a different system in place i had different recording different uh platform service and I researched that it was better to have a uh, subscription that you pay for, a property you pay for, because you have more control. Right. Reach right. more people. So I cheaped that, I think, the week before my podcast started, my first guest. And the day before, they set my to test everything. And the recording I was using echoed so bad. Oh, after the whole podcast? No, before the day before, I was supposed to do my podcast. Oh, you were testing it. Yeah. Exactly. And I was freaking out. I found this sense. and thankfully it worked and it's been good ever since. It's a nice setup, man. I just room and, and you know, you got the nice, uh, what I was really impressed was, impressed with was the mics. Oh, it was a and no, 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 the mic stand. Fuck man, the way that this moves, the, the, the amount oh, yeah. of like hinges and springs on this on this mic. Fuck man, I want one of these. If I'm gonna be doing, you know, uh if I'm gonna be doing videos on YouTube, I want something like this. This is this works nice. Yeah. I can move this back and forth and up and down at fucking 360 degrees, man. It, it's nice. You get this where you Amazon. Oh uh, I was almost scared to say that actually. Yeah. But there's a fuck Amazon. Why is that just why fuck Amazon? Just too too much of the... Uh, Amazon is monopolizing. Who's the richest person in the world? Oh, Jeff Bezos. How old is Jeff Bezos? He's old. I don't know his age, so don't ask me. But probably mid, probably fifty, his fifties, sixties. He's worth that much now. Two hundred billion. He's just gonna keep going up, oh, yeah. and up, and up, and up, and up, and up, and up, and then our communities. You know how many businesses are shut down in Edmonton in the last year or two years? So are you, are you referring to like the brick and mortar businesses? Like I'm talking about it's affecting everything. Everything. And once somebody starts taking over the world of this corporation is from what I can see kind of going on, money is power and this guy is soaring. He was the first to market. He was the first to market on that platform, there's YouTube's and Facebook. He's got Amazon. He's in charge of buying the fucking media. He's not paying the taxes. He's 
He's in control. Mm-hmm. He's a smart man. You got to be weary of that shit. 100%. You got to be weary of that stuff and keep informed. Because just because everything's smooth and, and, and sailing good and everything now in this present day is, is going is going great, things can get skewed when specific groups are in power. And that level of fortune that Jeff Bezos is accumulating, he's got more power than you and I could even fucking imagine. Oh, 100%. And yeah. And yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's, you yeah. know, and, and don't get too tied up into it because you, you can if you research it more and more and more because the, the, deeper, the deeper you go with it, because I got some friends, some very intelligent friends. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say their name, just whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, they, they, they taught me, they, they have been telling me and, and, and showing me stuff to watch and keep an eye on. And, um, it's just it's just nice to keep an open eye about what's going on oh, and, and not being too distracted with all the other distractions that they're in front of us every single fucking day. You, you want to be aware of what's going on and be be smart about it. You know? Oh, absolutely. I think yeah, it's, it's your good point is it's important to research and kind of yeah, research and be informed about what's going on in the world and what's mm-hmm. and what's actually needed. And you know, to Amazon's point, fair enough. Like they're obviously they just obviously crushing the customer service like they're that's their main point customer service always need delivery and that's what people want everything faster now but, but at what cost well yeah exactly to what cost and at what I, cost? I think i've heard uh there's people think, dying in the amazon factories they're fighting unions they're underpaid you know there's literally people there, there's the lady that died at the amazon factory they didn't shut it down she was dead on the floor and they had to keep going to meet their targets because these are the policies they have in place by the upper management. And where'd you hear or read this? What was your, do you remember like where it was like? It's out there. It's out there. There's, there's a lot of people trying to fight this. Um, you know, and it's, it's not even about fighting it. It's about being aware of what goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about being aware of what's going on and, if you're going to be the richest corporation in the entire fucking world, what are you doing to help the world that you're taking from? Start showing us. Don't just buy an arena and put on a nice name on the side of the arena. And then everyone's champing. Oh, it's so nice. What about, what about world hunger that you can solve? Mm-hmm. What about paying your employees more? What if we have to wait one more day for our fucking... What do you buy from Amazon? I buy a paintbrushes from Amazon. I'm not going to lie. I, I do shop on Amazon, but you have to be cautious. Yeah. If there's local shops in your, in your hometown to buy anything from, buy from your local shops. Only buy from Amazon when it's it's 100% necessary or you, you feel like you're, you're either you're in a time crunch it's, it should be there. Amazon should be there for if you need it and, and you need convenience. But if you don't need, if you don't need it that instantly and you know somewhere else to buy it, for me, even if it's a couple dollars more, I will go fucking take my time and spend a couple dollars more. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to do that. And I can vouch. I know the people that are, are now being awakened by what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's going to start coming out more and more because there's people fighting this. Right? That's how, that, that's, that's 
whenever stuff starts getting ripped apart, when there's when there's commercial real estate vacant all over the place, and there's people still building commercial real estate, but there's nothing to fill it. What? Yeah. Nobody starts investing in your communities, and you know you can imagine well, as, as you as you keep that timeline going, what, what goes down? Well, it's the same thing with um, dominant platforms like Facebook and YouTube, where I think YouTube. Uh, I have this uh, app. Um, I think I should. Um, recommend you on my YouTube video. I think you like politics. It's called Ground News. Mm-hmm. I basically I don't see, like politics actually. Oh, but if you like news and what I just like to see what's going on in the world. Oh, it, I try not to. It uh <laughs> it just it just gives you every single um, news. So it gives yeah. you the left, the center, and the right, so you can give yeah. a a bigger perspective. What's going oh, on? Oh fuck! I, I think you told me this. Yeah, uh, last time. You came yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell and, me that that's an app, is it? Yeah, and uh, I think it's only a dollar a month to subscribe to it. And I'd like to check that out just and, to see what it's about. You and YouTube, it said YouTube. It said it said something in regards to YouTube will be banning or taking down videos that go against the uh, the main, like basically the doctors, doctors COVID group. So uh, people who are not the mainstream doctors or the uh, recommend code precautions will be taken down. And I understand like maybe you want to stop like harmful information, but mm-hmm. you can't take down videos if it's not n- not false, just because it's going against the mainstream. That's you're giving people you're taking away people's right to free speech. It's, 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 it's all perspective. Right? It's all perspective. But it's, it's like again to your point though, like Amazon in the shipping business and distribution business, they're dominating, but same thing with like Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge communication tool that ten years ago we never thought was gonna be the almost like the main platform where we convey our opinions. Mm-hmm. But now it's so dominant that if the company has one viewpoint, takes down some they don't like's viewpoint, then that becomes a problem, right? So it seems this one corporation is powerful, so yeah, so it's gonna be. But I think you probably sense it too. This twenty twenty, despite COVID, is like almost like uh, changing in society, changing everything right now. So it's gonna be interesting. 100%. What's gonna happen in the American elections, and then two years, it's gonna happen in the Canadian elections. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen in North America? It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. a turn we went to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, fuck politics. I don't want to talk about politics. That's all good, but yeah, but uh. Yeah, it's a good point though. It's a good point to just research, be aware of what's going on. And yeah, local, um, we were just talking about local uh, restaurants to go to and instead of, uh, instead of maybe the chain pizza place. Oh, 100%, right? 100%. But even a lot of chains are owned by local people, right? Yeah. So, um, so no matter what, I guess restaurant wise, <laughs> just eat out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're getting at. Right? Yeah, but, uh, I go to my, I go to my, I go, my guess, friends' restaurants now. What, like, what are what are some local businesses? Because yeah. you're uh, a local business, and mm-hmm. you're probably well connected in the local business area. What are some different businesses people should be on the lookout for and shut them out, man? That's a good question. A question. So I I go to Mercer Tavern um, for for food and, and and meetings and beverages and, and stuff like that. Shout out to Devin Pope. Um, you know, I just signed a deal actually with a new spot that I just moved into. Um, XO Bistro, yeah, that's such good Vietnamese food. Um, <laughs> shout out to Adriana, she's in my shop today actually. She's a professional organizer from uh, Mary Kondo. You ever watched that fucking that show on Netflix, the, the organizing show? No. Yeah, there's an organizing show on Netflix and it's satisfying as hell. My friend, she's, she's certified by this girl in LA. 
and she's the best organizer in Edmonton. She's just the shit. She organized. That's interesting. She organized the shoe shine shack in the back room. If you go and look at my my back room, I didn't organize that. She came in and it looked like a bomb went off. And she came in and she fucking organized it so nice. And she was in my shop today because she's going to help us organize our new shop. And she's just a beautiful, beautiful soul. She works at the, anyways, I'm not going to say where she works. <laughs> but anyway, I was going to say, because she works at a sick fucking spot too, but she works at a museum. I'm not going to say which one. Um, but yeah, besides that, you're from a local business. Uh, well, I know one on 95th Street and one 14th Avenue and here in Northampton Auto, it's called, the was originally you. Yeah. Homemade sausage in house. Yeah. Local yeah. business. I, I support businesses close to where I hang out, right? I don't, I don't travel much, um, because I'm always, I'm always working downtown. So I, you know, to go to Baiju, uh, I'll say Uncle, Doss, Kelly's, fucking like everything on 104, 104th Street downtown. Um, not just because I'm on it, not just because I'm on 104th, but I think 104th Street is the street for downtown. You know, you know, street yeah. level one four. Yeah, that's a beautiful street, bro. Yeah. The the between just walking on and the restaurants and KB and Co and Carrot, I go like those. Those are the places that I go and I support all of them. Yeah, because I often wake up too late to pack myself a fucking lunch. <laughs> so I, I, I have to buy something like every second day. I'm, I'm at a grocery store and this Lido, my my partner, makes me lunch, which he does a lot. Uh, he's so good for making lunch. Bless his fucking soul. But um. If he doesn't make me something and I don't back it, I'm, I'm getting from one of those shops. And there's so much variety of quality um, food. Yeah. Food alone, right? There's a lot of restaurants on 104th alone. You could bounce back and forth for not the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> from, 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 I'm talking about 104th Avenue to Jasper or just past Jasper. Right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and also another local, I guess, business, uh, not a restaurant, but. Uh, I would say bakery, La Boule. So I just off White Avenue by the AW on White Boulevard. How many is Edmonton's a foodie city? Oh, Edmonton's a foodie city. People say Edmonton. Fuck you for saying Edmonton. That's first of all. It's gotten better. Edmonton. Like I, don't, I, I just don't understand, man. I lived in Fort Mac for seven years. How much shit does Fort Mac get? Fort McMurray's this. Fort McMurray's that. I had a great time in Fort Mac. You can go to Las Vegas or Miami and have a terrible time. It's just, I think it's just like, it, it depends. It depends. It's like empty shit on Calgary. Like, Calgary sucks. It's the worst it's place. It's what you make it. Yeah, right? It's you go to what Calgary. You make it. Calgary has an amazing downtown. There are a lot of amazing restaurants. Point of view is what you make exactly. it. Exactly. Wait on it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so you, your shop, um, what's your, what's your vision? <laughs> you mentioned yeah, I'm like we're trying to figure that out we're freaking this podcast, and I'm so fucking confused, man. I'm like, I thought I had a plan. Now we got the keys, and this is like, fuck. Are we doing a feature wall? Are we not doing a feature wall? Are we like a feature wall shoes or no? I'm yeah. talking about the color. Like we got painting oh. and stuff to do. Are we bringing? Are we bringing in? Are we bringing in our new uh, shoe shine shack blue, which is a lot more of like an electric. Royal blue color versus the old shoe shine jack used to be a sky blue. Um, so anyway, I'm trying to figure that out. We're trying to re refinish the floor. Are we going to do epoxy? Are we going to do a LVT uh, laminated vinyl tile? Is one or the other, right? Are we going to do the, the epoxy or LVT? Um, 
No, we, we know what we're doing. Um, for the most part, this is the design. It's a fine detail. So tomorrow when I go in at 7 a.m., we have, we have work that we know we can execute. It's the final touches. It's the, it's the last little design that, you know, you have, you have an infinity amount of options to do. You do, like it's a blank canvas. Yeah. And, um, it's exciting and I want to take my time with it. I want to, you know, just relax, do some fucking yoga, work out, go for a run, get that blood flowing because that's when you come up with the best ideas. The same as when I thought of the shoe shine shackles after yoga. And often I think of my best ideas when I'm alone by myself, breathing, the phone's away, maybe I'm listening to an audio book, maybe I'm taking a bath. You know, I've, when I'm consciously thinking, oh, how am I going to set this up? What am I going to do here? Those are when I come up with the best ideas and they come naturally and they work because I'm listening to my authentic self that I do believe um, has good vision, you know, has good uh, taste. I, I like the way that I like to make things look as in, you know, um, my store and shoes and even like everything about like that's my style but sometimes you just have to really sit back and think what do what do i what do i like what's gonna look good what's what are people gonna like do i want to do a lot do i want to do minimal do i want bright do i want do i want subtle even the lights lights imagine the lights that we have in here are half and half they're half warm half white i wouldn't say they're a white light i wouldn't say they're a warm light they're half and half to me yeah these could be warm, so that's orange. They could be white, that's white. Would you not agree that that's half and half? I agree. So that's even what I'm thinking about. So, so many decisions to make. The sound system, everything, Peter, everything, everything. You know, it's, and I'm, and I, I have, we'll see. I don't know if you knew that. You probably already fucking knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you say it like you knew? Well, probably because you, you're, we take us in your shoe shop, which, uh, your clean So shoes. that, like, is off that little CD. Oh, yeah. So you're like, the whole when I visit you, like, when you're, uh. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> asked me that. The customer said that the other day, like, you have OCD, don't you? I'm like, yeah, but. But you know, like, always, sometimes when you watch so many workers work, you like, watch do this year or try this way. Well, because it's because you want equality, you want perfect. So. And I don't want them, I don't want them wasting time and, and their energy on a method or something that's not going to work. When I've already been through that, I can forecast, uh, we're going to waste time, product. Let's just intervene and put them on the right path. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not working on shoes or talking to customers, that's what I'm doing or it's, you know, answering emails and everything else that comes with it, right? How much planning that goes into like cleaning shoes or like planning your day and who goes in order and what order? Like we have a kickoff meeting every morning. Okay. So whether it's me, and one employee, me and two employees, whatever it is, we we get together and we say, okay, this is this is today. Um, this is what we have to do. So most of the time, there's a lot of wash shoes that aren't finished. But there's three um, steps. There's dirty, a dirty shoe, a cleaned shoe, and also a finished shoe. There's three steps to it, right? So then we have it organized that way. We have dirty shoes with dirty shoes, clean shoes with clean shoes, finish shoes with finish shoes. So often when we come in in the morning, 
if we have a bunch of team shoes but they're not finished, they're sitting in limbo. So really we want to get those shoes finished, get the laces on them, get paper in them, deodorize them with spray, re-dye them, whatever it takes. If it takes acetone to get the stains off them, you know, do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. So that's usually what we do in the morning. And then as soon as we get caught up with them, somebody on washing, it's the same shit every day. Wash, 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 fucking as fast as you can. And just, just it, you know, it's, it's like a sport. Yeah. As hard as you want to work is what you're going to get out of it. And some days I blow, some days my, my whole team and myself, I'll tell them like, whoa, like we did so good today. And then some days I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I don't feel like I performed my best. And some staff members do, you know, so we have, we have ups and down because it's a lot of work. There's a very high attention to detail. On top of that, you need to provide customer service. If you have a bad vibe, I, I request or I, I um, friend that you go for a walk because I don't really want negative. So it, people think, oh, you want a sneaker cleaning business, but it's so much more. It's so much more. I know that. My, my staff knows that. My customers know that. And I'm sure you're getting to know that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fucking beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a beautiful business. It's a beautiful atmosphere. And we're, we're doing beautiful work. Well, 100%. Right? And that's, that's what I'm fucking proud of. You know? Oh, honestly, you're doing amazing work. Yeah. And, and again, shoot, like, it may seem weird. Um, I'm going to ask this one question sooner, but um, like sometimes you, you have a fair pair of shoes you wear for certain occasions and they mean, or maybe you're someone bought you a pair of shoes. So it's, there's sometimes there's sentimental value. So you provide a service and you're retaining a maybe a certain memory or a certain feeling for someone. Mm-hmm. So it is a great business. And I'm not sure if you thought of this, but um, where do you see your business? In about ten years, have you thought about that? Do you have like a vision for you, like few, like years ahead, or do you already just focus on the now? No, I don't think you can ever just focus on the now. If you don't have a target to hit, you you need to think about the future, or else you're just going to keep spinning your tires. And um, so in 10 years, that's a long fucking ways away, Peter. You know, I didn't I didn't think in three years or less than three years, two and a half years, I didn't think I'd be um, sitting here with you on podcasts. I didn't think I'd be expanding the shop to um, to a bigger shop, you know. So for me to tell you right now, my 10-year goal, I, I, I know what I wrote down in, on paper, and it, it was to have multiple locations across Canada. That'll be cool. So that's that's the ten year goal. Well, you, when you mentioned like a lot of high end uh, and uh, shops mm-hmm. in Edmonton, they refer the customers to you in regards to their uh, cleaning services. Yeah. Like how how did that happen? How how did these uh, high end brands end up referring people to you? Like Louis Vuitton? Like yeah, like he said Henry Singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. also lawyers they come down from downtown to get their shoes shined. Uh, so like Henry Singer and them, it's because they bring their shoes to my place and they're downtown. So the uh, the word got out, and um, 
you know, people have just been talking. So the downtown core is all connected. You know, you live downtown, I work downtown, I live downtown. So like, I think as long as you're affiliated with people that you, that aligns with your, um, your life, like if you look at Henry Singer, we're close in relation for clientele, right? So my, my customer, a lot of my customers, sorry, a lot of Henry Singer's customers come to me, um, because it's high in fashion and they care what they look like. And a lot of times money is not that big of an option because it, you know, high in fashion comes with money, right? Um, and Louis Vuitton, I don't know. I don't know why they're referring people to me, to us. I assume one of the employees came into the shop. Um, or I'm not sure exactly how that happened, but yeah, there, there's some high-end shops around the city and, and the helm, shout out to the helm. I love the helm on 104 again, right down the road from our place. Just so, uh, they, they send people all the time too, and the helm brings shoes to us. And those companies there that have been established for fucking years, you know, I know the owner of the helm and, and his team refers people and Louis Vuitton and all that stuff, the people that refer people to us, it, um, it makes me feel good because those brands are majorly respected in, in our group of people. You know, it, it makes me feel like, yo, we're doing something good. And again, just that little bit of positivity makes you want to push it harder. And isn't that a beautiful thing? How once you get positivity and that enlightens you to do bigger. Yeah. And then negativity fucking pushes you to do less, so stay away from that shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and again, like you mentioned, having the right people in your corner, you surround yourself with the right team, the right uh, support network, and again, being authentic and being passionate in what you do. 100%. 100%. And I think uh, that's a good way to end this podcast. Dude. It's been fun. Dude, anytime you want me back on, oh, well, I'm like sure we're going to chat after this for probably like an hour or two. So I thought good. The next time we'll have video will be on YouTube. So. <laughs> I had a few people that wanted to join. Uh, a couple, like three or four people that were like, oh, I'd come. I was talking to people like, want a podcast or come, come. So I think if we well, have another mic, we could do it like this, a three-way thing. Yeah, well, yeah, that'll be the next step. I'll go with more mics and yeah, it's fun. Well, yeah, thank you, Shea, for being here. It's fun. Dude, anytime. I appreciate oh, you so much, Peter. You're the fucking best, bro. Yeah, thank you.